Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. We're back today. Thanks for joining us. This is day two of a, all I can say is a fun broadcast. Uh, I've got a good friend who, my gosh, we belly laugh more than about anything. And, and yet, uh, I'd say it's because we both gone through hard times and we really do believe the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm talking about Ron Strand, founder of the upper room. He's both a Christian businessman. He owns Calico Building Services, which is a national a national company that does a bunch, but with great integrity. And that website is calicoweb.com. That's C-A-L-I-C-O-W-E-B.com. But he's also founder of The Upper Room, a Christian-based ministry in Southern California that holds events with noted musicians, comedians, and speakers. And actually, that's how we met. I actually went there to speak many years ago. And I loved what Ron was doing. We became fast friends. And I'm just grateful that, Ron, you're joining us for day two. And I appreciate you being here, brother. I'm loving it, buddy. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I think one of the challenges of people who are funnelers, what I call donors that are funnelers of money, they have excessive income that they know that this is – we're supposed to funnel this to ministries, but should people ever give out of constraint or if a ministry is saying, Oh man, we're about to go under you know, sin, please write the biggest check you can right now, highlight it in yellow. Or how do they guard against a feeling of like, Oh gosh, I have a gift of giving, which y'all do, but I got to make sure it's the Lord. Yeah. Well, that's a big red flag when there's desperation uh, on those asking or making an appeal. I once went to a event, I won't name it uh, because you'd probably know who it was, but it was a very good presentation. And the the leader of this organization got up at the end and he said, uh, now, um, after you've heard everything here today, if you want to um, improve your life, then get behind this, you know, and it was kind of like that. And then, but then his next words were, if you want to just stay where you are, then don't give. And that so turned me off because it was like an either or with this individual. It's like, are you kidding me? You're telling me that if I give to your ministry, my life is going to be better. And, uh, and maybe I'm a little bit overcritical, but that was something that turned me off right away. And it, I, it just made me feel like I'm not going to, just for that, I'm not going to support you. Um, and yeah, those who are doing high pitch, you know, high up, high pressure pitches. Be careful. Check out a ministry before you give to it. Actually, Ron, that was me in the that was me in the first three months. Was, I remember making that presentation. I, I, was that you that got Victor, up and walked out? I, you know, that's why I said. I, you don't want to mention that's it. That's why I said I wasn't going to name it because you'd know this individual. <laughs> I know just, him. I didn't want to use you as an example, but I used it anonymously. I think it would I would think it would something I, have like you this. changed since then? Yeah, I think it was something like this. <laughs> hey, people, as the lights go low and the, and the music comes up, you feel the spirit moving. 
he's moving on your pocketbook. And uh, I've got my yeah. bouncers with <laughs> with credit card machines. Yeah, the doors. And yeah, that's right. If you want to, the doors are locked. When I said your life would improve, that means you're not going to get worked <laughs> by Louie and yeah, and Igor. Right. So <laughs> it's exactly. important that you're you right. give for the sake of your health. You know, because obviously ATP has grown. We're a global ministry. God has entrusted yeah. uh, a, a lot of resources to us, and we actually help support very small, unknown ministries that you know we could just inject funding, resources, or wisdom, and we get contact a lot. So I give them the same advice. I go, man, don't beat the. You know, I'm desperate because I've told ministries sending me money, man. Without your help, we may close up, and I've said, okay, well maybe that's what God wants because God's not broke. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with letting the need no, be known, not. but when when you start playing the poor me syndrome, that that's either lack of faith or whatever. Now, letting people know needs, like we got a great need, we can make a yeah. difference. But no, I just think it's good for both ministries to hear that from you, and for uh, business people. Or you don't even have to be in business. This is just such good common sense and wisdom, and uh, and I'm grateful. Yeah, uh, to share. We don't we don't yeah. hear this enough just in Christianity in general. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing I'll say with a little bit of with maybe a little risk is it doesn't all have to go to church. And I, and I don't say that out of any kind of disrespect to church, but people think that every, you know, their entire tithing needs to go to church. Uh, and that's fine if that's what God's put on your heart. But there's a lot of ministries out there, parachurch organizations that also need support and uh, check those out and, and see where they need support. Yeah, I agree with you. The narrative from the pulpit has been, you need to give X amount to the church. Yeah. Then we'll dole it out. Yeah. There, there's a very well-known pastor uh, who called me one time and he said, Victor, you know what? You need to stop asking for money. I said, well, first of all, I'm not asking for money. What are you talking about? He, and when it all boiled down to it, he goes, you know, churches will lose money because of you. People wanting to give to your organization versus the church. And he said, all money should flow through churches. And then this, and this is what he said, the senior pastor will decide where the money goes. Mm. I was like, brother, that's about as cultish as yeah. it comes. Yeah. And, and I said, people should give to the work of the Lord wherever that including, including the work that they do if they're making sandwiches and handing them out. I remember Eileen and I early on in our life, we would take part of our tithe money and we would buy sandwich, you know, make sandwiches and and little lunches and take it down to a park with one hopeless people and and hand it out. So you know what, uh, you should never give out a constraint or guilt or manipulation, and that's what people do. And I don't, I don't know why people. It it breaks my heart, but good advice, man. Good wisdom. Well, thanks. Yeah, like that pastor you were talking about. Run fast, boy, folks. If you, yeah. if someone hits you up like that, run fast. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. You know what the reality is, and this is interesting. I'm gonna make a good point here, uh, because your ministry, the upper room, that's an opportunity for people to actually give into that. And, and, and I mean that with all sincerity, it's hard for people who 
who are business people and make wealth to start a ministry because people go, well, you just fund it yourself. But that's not always necessarily how it's supposed to be done. People are supposed to partake of it, invest in it, and right. pray for. So, hey, I'll, I'll do this appeal for you. Yeah. Go to the upperroompresents.com. Watch. Look at what they're doing. And if God puts it on your heart, give them some support and pray for them. It is an evangelistic outreach and a believer's point of encouragement that's so needed. Guess where? California, Southern California. So I'm, I'm excited uh, of your faithfulness of what God's been doing, your family. Thank you, Victor. We're, of course, we're close friends. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for y'all, your friendship, your years of faithful support. Likewise. Um, and I, I look forward to all that God's going to do in the future. Regarding the upper room, Ron, what do you have planned for the reopening? When is that, and do you have your guest yet? Yeah, we just uh, released it. Um, well, I know this is a recording, so but we released it um, just yesterday, right. uh, and we are. It's going to be August twentieth, Friday, August twentieth, and uh, we are going to do a night of comedy. We have three great comics coming: uh, Robert G. Lee, who's been at the Upper Room several times, a great, great comic; uh, Carrie Pomarelli, um, who is just a zany gal. She's very, very funny. And uh, Ron Pearson, who uh, is a comic. He's a juggler, but it's not about the juggling. His, his comedy is just is is impeccable. So it's going to be, you know, people need to laugh. And um, so yes. we're going we're gonna to kick off with that uh, on August 20th. And uh, yeah, that's what oh, we're going to do. Th this is a time for people to go and check this out. Again, you've got a larger facility. And, uh, I mean, I've been to comedy clubs. Yeah. Uh, they don't hold a lot of people. You've got a bigger venue and, uh, no. you bring in just really professional, solid, uh, performers. So I'm excited about that. Let me ask you with the upper room and the years you've been doing this. Yeah. Who's one person or groups who, who's really impacted you personally? Um, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, besides you, Victor, uh, Okay, yeah. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and push I, me I, out of the run. This is where I have to. This is where yeah. I have to say. This is where I have to say, Victor. Oh, Victor, yeah. My life has changed. Whoa! I mean, when he came, no, but huh. seriously, <laughs> yeah, it's been. It's never been the same. Yeah, it's better, and I didn't even have to but, give. Uh, no, but you know. You did. That's right. You just came, and that was it, man. Um, <laughs> No, but seriously, when you've come to the upper room, people come out. They want to hear you uh, because you have a gift to communicate a serious, serious thing, serious topic. But bring your personality through it and the humor that you bring through it. It, it disarms people. And mm -hmm. uh, so that communication comes through. So they, they enjoy that. And um I don't know how else to say it, except that you, you're able to communicate a heavy topic with yes, thank you. with the giftedness of your humor that God has given you. Thank you. Now, you get some very good musicians out there, too. What, what, what's a musician that has stood out? Well, a lot of the musicians that we've had are kind of beckoned back to the Jesus movement days. Um, yep. But, uh, boy, Brian Duncan from uh, Sweet Comfort Band. We actually had Sweet Comfort Band that uh, reunited and came to the upper room. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
um, love song is one of the it was one of the first uh, Christian. I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, well, yeah. right now we are doing a documentary. It's been four years in the making on the group Love Song. Wow. Uh, it's a great piece. It's going to be out probably later this year, and it's or the, it was birthed at a concert at the Upper Room almost exactly four years ago, um, and uh, we've got boy Michael W. Smith. Uh, Jeremy Camp, Greg Laurie, oh, all wow. these different people who have contributed to it in terms of interviews and uh, talking about how they were used of God in the early days, because they were one of the very first nationally known or internationally known uh, Christian rock bands. True. So yeah. uh, we are um, in post-production on that, and that's something to, to watch for as well. Gosh, that sounds exciting. Now, The Upper Room, where did you get that name from? Do you remember um, a fellow by the name of uh, Warren Duffy? Yeah. Duffy, the, he was a broadcaster. Yes. Um, Duffy and Company, was his, he was on KKLA prior to yep. um, Frank Pastore. And um, he was a friend, and uh, he, was, he actually was the second person that I had speak at the upper room. Mm. And uh, he and I were having lunch one day, and he leaned over the table because I was saying, you know, we're, we're continue, we, we want to continue to do this. He says, you know what you ought to call this? I said, what? He says, the upper room, you know, because we were on the second floor of a building. Right. I remember that. And uh, I thought, perfect. You know, that's perfect. Mm. Yeah. So that's how that uh, name got started. So I think there's a reference in the Bible somewhere about the upper yeah, room. Yeah. Gonna, we're going to lean toward the New Testament <laughs> and somewhere around the book of yeah, tongues of fire. That's right. So... In your new venue, yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. In your new venue, is it on the second floor? No, it's on the first floor. And ever oh, since the first goodness. venue, I get people oh, asking, "Why do you call goodness. it the upper room?" Oh. I know it's it's you know it's truth in advertising, or you know it's um, well, yeah, people it's, are expecting to climb stairs and they're not there. Well, that's disappointing. I'm a little disappointed. Can you say the former upper room now? <laughs> Now ground floor opportunity. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a ground floor. The, the room formerly known as the upper. Yes. That's it. The the. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I I love it. Okay, hey, I got a couple of questions left for you. Now these are the questions I you know we ask all of our guests, and uh, so the first one you've alluded to it, but you, you kind of cheat because you know us because the first question is based on perception. Um, people kind of live by perception and, um, hence the upper room. And, you know, it, here's a question, you know, us well enough, but how would you describe, or, you know, ATP ministries, Eileen and I, what we do, what's your perception of that? But you actually know fact too. Well, my first perception would be that you guys are doing something that almost nobody else is doing. Um, it's very, very unique. Yeah, I'm sure there's others out there doing similar things. And yeah, there are. But uh, I know you. I know uh, Kathy and I know you. We know Eileen. We know your integrity. We know your hearts. And um, what you're doing is making a difference directly, very directly. Mm -hmm. uh, when you go in and, and save the life of some helpless young women or young men, whoever they might be, you know, uh, different people and uh, rescue these people. Uh, just love on them, mm. provide for them. And um, that's, th that's doing the gospel. And mm. um, 
that's what that's what God has called us to do. And not only are you doing it, but you're putting yourself at harm's way to do it. Uh, that's the real deal. That's the real mm. deal. Um, you. And you've got the street cred to do, to do that because you've been through it. Your testimony is one of the most riveting testimonies that I've ever heard. Mm. And um, it's amazing what God has done in your life. Uh, I know your road hasn't been easy, um, but God has continued to bless you. And uh, those are the kind of people that I like to get behind because it's the real deal. Mm. It's Thank genuine. You. Thank you. And uh, you're not doing it for selfish gain or your own glory, but it's uh, it's the real deal. I appreciate that, Ron. It's uh, That both humbles and motivates me at the same time. Well, last question. And this is the one we ask believers, non-believers, atheists, Muslims. It doesn't matter who our guests are on the show. We, we know we're all going to die. That is part of the human cycle. And we ask our guests, and I'll ask you, when Ron Strand closes his eyes for the last time uh, and you die, what happens to you and why do you, why do you actually believe it? Well, um, to, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So I believe you go immediately into the presence of, of Jesus. And, uh, you know, you enter in uh, the words that you want to hear. I mean, you literally believe that. You believe that. I do believe that. Uh, the words that I want to hear are, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I hope I'll hear those words. <laughs> I think, you know, and it's not by works that I've done. It's it's by his grace, as we know. Yeah, it's the eternal fellowship, uh, a perfected love. And um, that's my belief. Now, I think you're you're quoting some of that out of the, the Bible, the Holy Bible. And um, if a person's listening and they're like, wow, uh, you're making me now consider what happens to me after I die. How can somebody like actually have that level of confidence you do is it the is it the magic prayer what is it to to really get there well depending on what a person believes uh the scripture tells us that there is only one mediator between man and god and that is the man jesus christ there's no other way to salvation but through jesus christ scripture tells us that jesus is the son of god he's god incarnate and um Scripture always tells us, or also tells us, uh, that Jesus says, "Behold, I stand at the door and I knock." Meaning the door to your heart. Whoever opens that door, I will come in and sup with him, and meaning fellowship with him, and he with me. Jesus died on the cross for our sin. Mm. Um, he took on the sin of the world, and um, we could not do that by our good works. There's nothing we can do. There's no amount of prayers that we can say. Uh, we can't face Mecca and, and get to heaven that way. It's through faith in Jesus Christ and making him Lord of your life. And um, he says, as I, as I mentioned, if you open the door, I'll come in and, and fellowship with you and, and you with me. And by praying a simple prayer of salvation, confessing, Lord, I'm a sinner. I accept your salvation. I accept your grace to forgive me of my sin. Uh, come in and, and be my savior. That's the start, Victor, okay. um, because then it's a walk of faith from there. That's the start. And he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins mm. and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Ron, I love how simple you make it because salvation really is simple. Faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's some of you that you're heavy laden with yeah. sin, with things you've done wrong. Jesus will cleanse you from all this. Ask him. Mm-hmm. Just say, Lord, please forgive me. That's right. And and then when we say make him Lord of your life, I just say, I, I don't want to live for me any longer. I want to start living for you. Have this encounter with God through his son, Jesus. Surrender your life. Believe that he's the son of God, that he died on the cross and was raised from the dead. It's just a small amount of belief. And watch what happens. So if you're listening right now, I'll pray for you. Lord, for those who are listening and really do want to feel forgiven, be forgiven, and Lord, have what your word refers to as eternal life. God, I pray that they would just simply put their faith and trust in you and receive the gift of salvation. It's not of works, like Ron said. It's not anything we can do. The work's already been done. And Lord, I know you love this person who's praying right now with us whether in their car or at home, listening to the podcast or whatever, or watching this on YouTube, Lord, I pray that you would grant them salvation, cleanse them of their sin, fill them with your Holy Spirit, put your Holy Spirit in them so their life starts to change slowly from the inside out. And God, we thank you that because of you and our simple faith and belief, we can spend eternity together with you and the, the people or person that just prayed right now. So we love you, Lord. Thank you for Ron. Thank you for his friendship. I pray you continue to bless his business yes. and his ministry, the two things that he stewards over, bless his family. And uh, we love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 So thankful for my guest, Ron Strand, good friend for many years, good brother, great businessman, and even great ministry leader. That's why I think we have so much fun uh, when we get together. But listen, if you want to find out more information about them, please go to calicoweb.com, C-A-L-I-C-O-W-E-B.com. That's his company for Calico Building Services nationwide. And if you want to check out the upper room, you can actually, I think they stream stuff as well. If you're somewhere else in the country, you can still be part of it. Go to upperroompresents.com. Ron, thank you for hanging out a second day, and I look forward to us hanging out, maybe getting in your big yacht. Folks, I told y'all, this dude's rich. He's got a yacht. he got a big Gilligan's Island boat. Uh, he's got a whopper. Uh, I've slept in it. They, uh, You can actually sleep in it. This is telling you this man got some money. Man, he got a he got a. RV on the water. <laughs> He's got a trailer with no wheels, but an engine, big, big jet engine. And, uh, he let me drive it one time for about four seconds. Um, Ron, well, I appreciate you being here day two, man. Look forward to seeing you soon. Likewise, Victor. It was a great time. Love you, man. Love you too, buddy. Hugs to the family. We'll see you soon. Likewise. Again, thankful for my friend, Ron Strand. You guys check him out at the websites. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God bless you. Have fun, full throttle. Hang in there, endure. If you're going through suffering, it will pass. And if you're enjoying life right now, don't worry, suffering will come. The good news is Jesus is always with us. Now go have fun. Get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. 
You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.